When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck the coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck the coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Bad to bad champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. This old boy in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, showing boys how to really gritty. They try to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, Roger to go and get it. Never know what's gon' happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. And came across nobody yet, it seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Von gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse base in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field. We can't go back to what we was because that's the loser way. Welcome to another episode of Bengals and Beats. I'm joined by a couple of beat fellas and Porkchop and BSG. These fuckers are beat to fuck. Greg's been huffing the fucking um, weed sprayer again. No, yeah. no, we, we, this time it was Roundup and a combination of Roundup and Treflamp, which is stuff that prevents weeds from coming back, but you don't want to breathe that crap in either. You got to wash your hands really good after using it. And so Greg sniffed his hands, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah that's where we're at. Greg's hiring a kite. Pork chop. He's high on life with his uh, blue Cincy hat. That's right. Cincyhat.com, buddy. Go there and, and get you. And his awesome tie-dyed Bengals and Brews shirt. Shout out Bengals and Brews. That's right. Shout Chuck out Sizzle to shirts the Bengals as well. and Brews. Check out the merch store. Bengals and Brews. Store. Get your Get your merch. Here. Hold on. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Oh, got that. It, the tie-dyed one's not on there, so you got to get it and get creative. You know, you can go on there and get the white shirt and then tie-dye it. Or if you don't want to tie-dye it, just send it to Chop and make him do it. Yeah, do send, it send it to me, man. Well, I had my wife do it. I don't know shit about tie-dyeing, so well, send it to me, and I'll, I'll see if I, can, if I can get her to do it. Maybe she can start a side hustle. As we're sitting here pimping out shit and being whores, Cincy Light Lager. Yes. You can get it in 50-plus locations around the Cincinnati area. Check out CincyLight.com for those exact locations. And here in about a month, we'll be in can form in your stores. Hopefully, throughout the at least the state of Ohio. Now, I don't know where else it'll go beyond that. But, you know, I'm hoping I can get it down here in Portsmouth. I need to talk to them about that. But 
I'll drive at least get it out. down here, you know. I'll drive you up a Sixer, Dale, if nothing yeah. else. Well, I'll be know- headed. Season will be starting, and I'll be headed that way a lot. So, you know, I'll be picking me up some Cincy Light hey. Lager and drinking that delicious Rheingeist beer, Cincy Light, right up my avenue, boys. I'm excited for it. I'm ready to stick my dick in the can and, and <laughs> yes, have Greg gonna- suck the fucking beer off my I would dick. not do that. Wait, Dale, you know how I was known as the chip dealer with the, chip, with the Uno chips? I'm also a beer dealer, man. I deal in all types of stuff. Well, Greg, it's good to hear. There's a well, lot of stuff. Just hit, me, just hit me up. I have two separate phones. This is a very cheap phone I have. Just for Greg's got weeks. two phones. Okay. He's got a burner phone. Yeah. One for the plug and one for the hose. Yeah. I got another time to talk about his boy, LC, Antoine. That's what, hey, that's going to be part of our conversation that we're just going to jump right into because... That is one piece of news in this slow news cycle. We got two weeks till training camp kicks back up and starts off. So we're just kind of filling a little time with a lot of these topics. But any little piece of news, we're going to try to bring it to you. Lyle Collins, all Bengals reported, he is in Cincinnati rehabbing and working out. He could be anywhere. He could be on a beach, face deep in titties. It's true. And still working out, you know. But he's here in Cincinnati rehabbing, working his ass off because he wants to get back on that field as soon as possible to help win a damn Super Bowl. I don't see the man going anywhere. Jonah could start at right tackle. Lyle could push him for right tackle. Lyle might not even – we've talked about him starting on the pup list. Maybe he won't start on the pup list. If he don't, I'm having him active every week. I'm finding ways to use him. I'm putting him in on the damn goal line, you know? Yeah, he might even be at the Kenwood Mall now and again. I live right near the Kenwood Mall. I could go drive down and check if you want. Go me. check real quick, Greg, and get back to us. Greg, Greg's going to be like going into these stores and peeking around. It's going to be like uh, people with their little kids, and they're going to be like, well, "There's a crazy." He's going to get cops called on him. Yeah, right. he's hopefully, looking for Leo Collins, but hey, hopefully when Greg gets back, it's, not, there, it's not. Oh, look, it's Kermit the Frog. He, he's, he's not there. He's not there. Yeah. No, no, I mean, no, no, Leo Collins, I mean, I, when he signed, I said this, they should have had his press conference at the Kenwood Mall when he was spotted there, right? That would have been so cool. Oh, I haven't had a bad day. I've had a, a well, just bad or good any day as any oh. other, but uh, I do like these offers, so. Yeah, you can either touch Crip's dick or you can go buy a t-shirt at the merch yeah. store. I mean, you, I, pick, you pick, Dale. I'm, I mean, part of me wants to just. See how big it is, but right. yeah. you know, if you if you buy a shirt from the merch store, it's good for the brand. So I gotta I gotta choose. If you go buy a shirt from the merch store, I'd really appreciate it. Yes, and I know you'll let me still touch it. So that's a fucking win win, right? I'm not Dale, Dale. Everybody knows you touch everything, bud. Greg, don't don't tell my secrets to everyone because you know it. maybe sometimes. Hey, Dale, Dale, you've touched all of us, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, the nice man's already had it. So Whoa. Yeah, he's he's already been there. Ice man, what are you doing, man? I don't want Ice Man sloppy seconds. <laughs> yes, right. But anyways, back to Lyle Collins. So, um, were you guys excited to hear that news? Do you think it changes anything? Do you think that he could be ready earlier than we think because he just keeps grinding for it? Well, I, oh, go, go ahead, Greg. Uh, oh, no, you go ahead, buddy. All right. The thing of it is, you know. You know, we hear this all the time. He's speeding up. But my my worrisome is, sure, he could speed up, but is he going to be 100% ready when he comes back? I mean, look, 
I, I think that to be honest with you guys, I know this is big news, but I'm just ready for training camp to happen. I'm just ready. I know, for- Greg, but we have to find things to talk about. You no. can't just skip ahead two weeks. I'm not skipping ahead. No, no. In all truthfulness, I'm happy he's ready. Look, I want all three of those guys just to be ready. Here's what I'm going to say. When I'm Frank Pollock, I'm like, here's that one spot. All three of you, go run over and get it. And, buddy, I want them to fight for it. I want them to arm wrestle for it. I want that to be a three, three-way three race. Best one gets the job, and we move on after that. What about, like, a um, a naked um, pit, like a jelly pit or, or what oh, are those? Watermelon. I saw some chicks at a strip club uh, wrestling watermelon. That'd be awesome. Wait, wait, wait. So yeah, you would take all from the watermelon wrestling. Yeah, there you go. What, what, what were you saying? We need a mud wrestling thing between those? Yeah, two? Like, watermelon. Yeah. Well, watermelon. We're doing watermelon now. Yeah, watermelon. Mud wrestling is probably what I was trying to think of, Greg. But <laughs> yeah, that's outdated, man. They, I don't know what you think half the time, bud. They got to wrestle in a watermelon. Yeah. And most of the time, I just don't say it, Greg. But I'm in the mood to say whatever's on my mind again. And then, so. and then after they're done, there's a refreshing. There's a, everybody gets a refreshing snack. Yeah. What the watermelon? Oh yeah. Did you get the watermelon? Oh. Yeah, but couldn't that also come off as racist? I have an announcement today. <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking that. Jonah's going to be part of it, so. Yeah. There you go. Antoine, does that come off as racist? I'm as just thinking re- because. one black fan that watches the show. I've, I've seen some chicks wrestling watermelon before, and that was pretty freaking awesome. Something did interrupt Dale, not to cut off, but something did interesting happen to me at work today. Yeah. My coworker found something and, and, what, and did you kill? what did you No, it, I did not kill anything. But it was a fake dead hand and all that they use for the hospitals and all that and stuff. This hand looks so real. It's right. like it's like a fake hand that was bl- fake, fake blood hand. on it and all that, man. They I guess they used for Halloween or something. Someone left it in the freaking dumpster. It wasn't a real hand, real arm hand or whatever, but it scared the crap out of me. I almost puked today. Thank you, Antoine. Watermelon wrestling is is okay, my right. Antoine. So, a fake hand, huh, Greg? Yeah, dude, this thing was sure. sick. It was so real looking, man. It scared the crap. What I was did you do? A- how real was it? And how? Did no, it was, I was gonna take a picture, but I knew you'd all accuse me of running somebody over with a lawnmower or something. Up, Greg, it's in your kitchen. <sighs> no. Yeah, oh, my two co-workers just... Greg's like, tired of this one. Tired of this one. <laughs> your Brought co- that one home. Your two co-workers saw that and they're like, yes, sir, Greg. Yes, Mr. Greg. Well, this may surprise you both, but I'm, I'm, I'm a very prankable person and all that and stuff. And, you know, <laughs> they got me good today. Are you saying you're gullible? I Go wanted to kick you off right now and I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I was like, as he said that, that would be the time to boot him off like Santori was yesterday. But Greg was not happy about that, and I'm not trying to make Greg mad because we got a lot of show left. Hey, this is why I keep Greg as one of my best friends, man, because I need my limbs and shit. I still need to live. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Greg. No, 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 no. No penis, buddy. No penis. This thing was so real looking, man. It creeped me the heck out. It was. I mean, no, no, I like Halloween and all, but like all that fake stuff people have, like, I just can't stand Halloween costumes. I can't stand any of that stuff. That just grosses me out. BGG. Anyway, anyway, anyways, Lyle Collins. Any Lyle thoughts Collins. On, uh, From dead hands to Lyle Collins, yes. Yeah. The push he can make pork chop. Um, My thing the- on Lyle Collins is the same thing I said before: is that this guy's out here working his ass off trying to get back a hundred percent. Yeah, I respect you know, it. But you know what? He's going to be out there in the media saying, "Hey, I'll be back. I'm a hundred percent because his job is at risk. He wants to be a starter. You know what I mean? And that right tackle spot." There's, he's got some people to compete against, man. 
Jonah Williams and uh, Jackson Carmen. So he's going to 100% he's going to say he's 100% because he doesn't want them to fucking get rid of him, which I don't want to get rid of him either. But, I mean, he is putting the uh, actions into it. It's not just words, you know. He is out there. That's what I'm saying, though. I know, but that's what, like, I like to see it, you know, because anybody can say a lot of things like, yeah, I'm grinding on the side during this break and doing everything I can to get back. But he's out there where he's actively doing it and staying here and spending his time here where, you know, this is the little bit, this is really like the off season for the players is that time from the mini camp to now. That is their biggest kind of break for most of the players because otherwise they've been at the practice facility throughout since the season ended. Those guys go right back to work a lot of times. And this is their big break typically because it's like five, four, five, six weeks that they get off. And he is there daily grinding, working, making sure they see the work he's putting in. I mean, if nothing else, it's smart. It's smart on oh, his yeah. part to show his dedication to the to the coaches, to the staff, to the the higher ups, the owners, everybody that's probably still coming in every day. So you gotta love that man, and I, and I'm and I love it. I love that he's doing that. That can only help the Cincinnati Bengals football team. And you know what? And to reference Santori, he, like he said, he's named mainly a guard. He could be a backup guard or something if he has to be. Yeah, he played guard early as uh, left guard in Dallas early in his career, and that's the thing, man. Just the more bodies you have. And the guys who maybe have played at a higher level at any point in their career is better than the guys who have never played at a high level in their career that have had to play. So, um, but I I do want to mention Dean here real quick. So he's Greg lying. He took a picture of it, but Dean, I need you to go get that link off Facebook and get into our fantasy football league. You're in league one. I still need more people to sign up for our fantasy football. $20 donation since Cincy and then DM me, show me that, that you're in the league. So that Man. way we can try to raise some more money for an awesome charity. And here, now that we've added this to our show, our live traffic report, Coach Cam. Cam, are you driving? Our live traffic yeah. report. Yeah, we do live traffic reports. Yeah, Cam, you're talking about driving, buddy? Hey, yeah, I could. I'm, I'm a multitasker, man. Clark Harris yeah, would not like this. Clark Harris, Clark Harris would not like this. I did that, and that's what they told me one time. And, and so Clark Harris would not like this from you, buddy. Hey, it's all good, man. I'm I'm in the Chase parking lot, pulling up to the ATM, got things to do. We'll be, I'll be just fine. All right, you got a hot take on Lyle Collins? Hot take on Lyle Collins. Uh, he's, he's working his butt off. He's staying in Cincy. I don't know if you've seen that. That's what we were kind of talking about. It's just going to be tough. I mean, like, you just got to know his role. Like, what? Will he accept possibly being a backup? Will he put bet? You know, will he accept being a swing tackle? I think those are the things that are going to be the biggest question marks because I mean, a guy like Lyle Collins, he does have somewhat of an ego. He does think mentally, he thinks he's one of the best right tackles in the game. So it's going to be hard to, uh, you know, have him as maybe a six tackle or someone coming off the bench in jumbo packages. I just don't know. Um, if he don't win that battle, what type of – I don't want to say he'll be a bad teammate, but, I mean, he wants to play. I mean, that's just what it is. So it's going to be interesting to see what we can, uh, you know, what we can possibly do to kind of manage that. Yeah, I think that's a good point by Ken, uh, you know, and he's got a lot of history with Pollock. So, I mean, he's a Pollock guy. 
So I, that's why I think the more I've thought about it, that he's going to stay around. At first, I was like, no, nah, he ain't going to. He's not going to want to stick around if he's healthy. He's going to try to get out. But I just think, I don't know. I think he realizes that this team and what he's part of could be something special. And he, a lot of these guys, they want to win a Super Bowl, whether they're like, and the way things have gone, he could very well be like, listen, my opportunity will come. This isn't me being a backup as much as it's me waiting till I'm playing in the Super Bowl, winning one with this fucking team, you know, if regardless he, if I start the season or not. At least if, that's what I'm thinking maybe his thoughts. Hey, if, if he looks at the history of the last two years, he wants to sit on the sideline for the first half. That way he's playing in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Because the last couple years, we've needed the O-line. We need someone good to come in at the end. The guys that hit the trenches and got us there, they're on the sideline hurt. And then, Cam, I'll start with you and kick it over to Greg. Jolly says, I mean, we were just talking about this, but if he's not right tackle, could he end up at left guard? Um, Possibly. I mean, I think you got to pitch to him that you're going to have him in multiple roles and have, and kind of pitch to him like, hey, you're going to be that first guy up for us. You know, just in case someone goes down, and you know in football someone will go down. So you got to just try to pitch to him like, okay, whether it's guard or tackle, you're the next guy up. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I like the five that we have starting. I just right tackle obviously is a question. But you have to pitch to him the possibility of that he could play some guard as well. Like I said, anybody, you know, I just don't I don't like to, you know, bash anybody, but I just can't see – 77 and 74 out there no more. That's that's all I care about. Yeah. Greg, so you think – and to me, left guard would be, okay, kind of like Cam is saying, he's going to come in if there's an injury and you got to move some pieces around. Do you think he could just outright beat Olsen for the job? I don't, but do you, Greg? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying you have to have insurance and all that, man. Look, man. When, if, if, I, if I if I break a mower at work or something, we have insurance to fix it and all that and stuff. But now you can't fucker, fix, you're killing everything up in that. But he, he, I don't have insurance for a dead duck or anything. I can't do that. But no, Affleck. Yes, Affleck. You need the word. Dick, we just said the word of the day is insurance. Insurance, insurance, insurance. You've got to have depth. We've seen what happened. Like when I was talking about Kappa when he got hurt. We didn't have any depth. You have to have depth. It's not an opinion. That's a fact. Yeah, and most teams don't have offensive line depth, so I'm in no rush to get rid of a guy like Collins so someone else could pick him up. What if no. it's a team that we're going to be competing against in a no, playoff race or in our end division that's like, hey, okay. Well, Dan, look at us three years ago. Nope. I'm not trying to come at Jonah. He was our best tackle. Now you look at today, our, our only spot left is right tackle where Jonah's competing with two other players. I mean, look how far we've come from this, you know? Do you guys think it's a competition? Even with everything we just said and Collins working his yes. ass off doing all it, the right things, do you really think yes. it's a competition? It I better do. be. It better be. I do. Because put the best guy out there. If they're all healthy, put it, the best one should, out there. Yeah, it should be. I mean, I mean, a lot. I think the wild card here, I mean, obviously don't want to talk about Jackson Carmen. I mean, yeah. this is a guy last year that played, I thought, played pretty admirably considering where he came from. Uh, and, you know, and putting him out there at left tackle, I thought he did, you know, a pretty decent job. Obviously, he has some bad plays, but who doesn't? Um, but I, I think he's a wild card in all this because it's like, what if he plays well? Like, is it a true, like, I guess it's a true, the question that you asked, is it a true competition? Because 
if so, I don't know who wins the job. I that's I don't think it is. With Jonah reporting and saying, hey, I'm here and this and that, I don't think it is, and I'll give you 12.6 million reasons why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's the favorite. No, I get that, though. But I'm just it's the money. They're not going to bench Jonah when he's guaranteed to make 12.6 million. They're gonna. He's gonna start at right tackle week one unless he's injured. Sure, that's it to me. Like I don't. It sounds good to say it's a competition. These guys are competing, but in reality, I think it's one thousand percent. Jonah is your starter at right tackle unless he needs to move to left tackle because uh, Brown gets dinged up in camp or something, or you, you know, some. It's gonna take something like that to me, or like. Jonah's dinged up, or it's going to just take some. I, I can't, I cannot see any world where they say, okay, Jackson, you're real. You really have a chance to unseat Jonah Williams. Cause I don't even know if they'll play these guys in preseason. They didn't play the line together last year. And that's when they needed to see them out there more to jail. I get it. They didn't want to play him because of injuries, but like, you know, I think we were talking at one point, they should have played at least one or two series. I mean, come on, eh? I mean, like you got to have him play a couple of series. No, I agree, but I'm just saying the way the way they've done things to me. I just think Jonah will be out there and yeah. he will be the starter. And it's not a true competition. It no. sounds good, but I think Collins is more okay. Can he do that goal line package? Can he? Can he? Is he willing, like Cam said, to set and be that? You know, maybe first man up because if Brown goes down, Jonah moves back to left. Mm-hmm. Like that. That is what that would be the first move, most likely. Yeah. And then it would be probably Collins coming in at right tackle. But now, maybe I, Carmen is the wild card, like you guys said. But Well, Dale, I know we discussed this. I'm going to come right back at you with this. Say if Carmen or Collins happens to win that, and some team calls and says, we'll give you – I know you're going to win now, but I'm going to say this, we'll give you a second or a third rounder, uh, a fourth rounder for Jonah. It was, Well, I mean, that, that would have happened during the draft, a second third rounder. And a fourth rounder, no, they're not going to. And the team's going to have to have $12.6 million. How many teams still have that money left? On well, their no, no, they absorb? You, when someone loses a tackle, you'd be amazed. What yeah, money pops up. I mean, a restructure here, a restructure there. You'd be amazed. It, it will take an injury, right? It'll take an injury, yeah. and we can't predict those yet. But maybe. Maybe if there's an injury. But then maybe it's Collins that gets moved. Who knows? No, Dale, who knows? But no, realistically, I think Collins will win, right? Like you said, with $12.6 million. I agree with Portop. It should be a competition. But like you said, realistically, Jonah's going to get the – if it's like really, really close, it's going to be Jonah because you can't, you're not going to bet some dude making over $12 million. Well, well, Jacksonville was interested in Jonah, and we did, we weren't interested in moving him. That's my thing. Right. So Chop, Chop, I know we've kind of haven't let you speak here for a minute. Chop's up here. Greg, go like this one time. That's what the fuck you do when you're ready to talk. <laughs> I have my goddamn finger up, Greg. Anyway, my, my thing is, uh, is is uh, is Jonah Williams going to start at right tackle? Hell yeah, he's going to start at right tackle. He's going to start at right tackle. The number one reason is because LC's not going to be ready to come back at the beginning. I mean, hey, I'm glad he's doing great, man, but the guy got hurt in December. You know what I mean? So, and he's like three hundred and something pounds. Yeah, Joe Burrow came back, and and um, that's a miracle. You know, like what's in the water down there? Awuzie's uh, doing great, but I just think that Jonah's going to start because LC's still going to be working on that knee. He's not going to be a hundred percent ready to come back. But I hope 
that $12.6 million doesn't determine who our right tackle is. If LC is doing better uh, in practice than Jonah Williams, when LC is 100% come back, you're going to pay the 12.6 anyway. Why does it matter if he's on the field or sitting on the bench? You still have to pay it, and I still want to keep everybody on the O-line that we have for depth because we might need them. We've needed them the last two years. I, I, I want to believe that the new Bengals, you know, that we can get out of the mindset of how they used to operate and that just because they have to pay a guy all this money doesn't mean that they're going to put someone who isn't as good at the position out there playing. All right. Let's let's move on from Collins because all right, oh, all right. Cam, I'll let Cam get the last word in on Collins and then one more on Collins. Okay, another selling point for Collins could be look. Obviously, it looks like Jonah Williams is in his last year, regardless of how he plays. To be quite honest, with you. Uh, I will tell the Collins like, hey, you got a couple more years on your deal. Let's get you healthy. Let's get you a hundred percent. And, you know, maybe you get some swing tackle, your first one off the bit. But next year, the right tackle spot is yours to lose. Yeah, that was what um, our buddy Chris was mentioning here as well. And I hope you're not reading the comments, so I'll read this one. I don't think it would be Collins to get traded because then both him and Jenna would be gone next year. So that goes right to what you're saying and what yeah. right to what Chris was saying at the same time. Because if Collins sticks around, man, it's like, hey, dude, it's uh, wide open for you or Carmen. Then – then you probably got a true battle next year for that spot. Yep. Yeah. But for this year, hey, I love the depth. Like, final word hey. on that. I love the depth for now, and then we'll see what happens, right? I think we can all agree on that. I mean, if they don't get rid of anybody, you got to feel real good going into the season about our offensive line. You know what I mean? Yeah. For depth. For sure. Absolutely. Way better than I have, gosh, as long as I can remember, really. Everybody I mean, keeps quoting 2015. Yeah, but even the, even then, right. what was the depth like? You know, we had we right. had, we had good starters. Yes, like, the depth wasn't anything crazy. We just didn't we didn't have to worry about it. It didn't seem like the injuries hit us as much on the O line as it as it has the last few years. Uh, the O line injuries have really hit us at the worst times. Has been the problem. Uh, you mentioned it, so I want to pivot to it. Cheeto tweeted out, <laughs> "Feeling like myself." And sometimes that's all it takes is three words to get us to make it a topic on a show. A Bengals player coming off an injury who we've seen killing in the ladder drill said he's feeling like himself. That can only be good, once again, like Collins and the depth for the Cincinnati Bengals in this upcoming 2023-2024 season. Cheeto is a boss. He was at a Pro Bowl level before he got injured. If he's feeling good about himself, I think Chop, he was one of your Pro Bowl potential guys that we talked about Monday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. How are you feeling about Cheeto? I'll start with you, Chop. And you think he's back? You think he's Pro Bowl level, hitting the ground running type of guy? And then we'll go to Cam and Greg, and I'll be back with a drink mixed, ready to go. <laughs> I think, I'll tell you what, man, I feel real good about our backfield too because um, Cheeto and DJ Burner. And Cam Juice, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, if he's ready to go and he comes back, if he says that he's the same level as when he left last year, man, come on. And Juice was turning it on at the end of the year. It's going to be a great backfield, and uh, I, I can't wait to see it, man. I He was 100% going to go to the Pro Bowl last year if he didn't get hurt. And if he comes back in that same form, I do think that probably 
Unfortunately, it's his last year here. I think we drafted his replacement, which I'm not mad about because I like DJ Turner, Juan Drago. So if he's ready to come back, man, that sounds good to me. What do you think, Cam? Hey, I think, he, uh, you know, hey, that's always good news. I was worried about that. Uh, just want to see him in live action. Obviously, you always can feel good and look good doing drills, but when you're putting it all together, how do you feel and how are you going to react to certain situations? But that's nothing That's nothing but positivity coming from uh, Tito Bell-Wouzier, and that just makes our secondary even more dangerous. I mean, look what we did with Eli Apple. I mean, filling in for him. I- with uh, yeah. with juice, absolutely, I agree. What do you I say, agree. Greg? What do you say, Greg? Well, now, now, what kind of Cheetos are we talking about here? We're talking about the flaming hot Cheetos. We're talking about the jalapeno Cheetos, or just flaming. regular Cheetos. We're talking about the flaming hot Cheetos. Okay, flaming hot Cheeto, awesome. You, you know what? I mean, I think I knew he was going to be back. They, I've heard early reports he was going to be back, nice and healthy. And you know what? Like I said, you know, not to get not to get on the downside. We, I think we can all agree this is probably his last year here with other contracts coming up, but Cheeto, no. I mean, I'm just happy to hear he's doing well. I mean, our, our funny thing, I got to ask you guys this. Our trainers used to be criticized so badly because we always had injuries during camp and, like, they would never heal properly. All of a sudden now, all these guys that get hurt, they think they're going to be out for, like, you know, a year or whatever, are, like, back within, like, way less than a year. So, it, you know, our, our, our medical staff's doing something right, right? It's technology, man. Yeah, medical, that, that, that's I work it. in the medical field. The technology gets better every single well, year. Well, Porkchop, if you used to, like, tear your ACL, your career was done, they said. You know, you right. could never come back. Now it's like, you know, ever since Adrian Peterson went to Germany that one year to get his ACL, he everybody nobody thought he was going to be better again, ever. And all of a sudden, he came back and had 2,000 yards rushing. So that just shows you, like you said, with technology now these days. I mean, let's face it, Porkchop, in the future, man. If you tear your ACL, you might be out for a week or something. Hey, five years from now, it'll be like cutting yourself shaving. Right, exactly. You, you put a little piece of tissue on it, you'll be back. Like, you'll take two weeks off. You'll be back a- after that. Right. I mean, still, ACL tears up, you know, huge thing. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, man, if you – who was that center we – who was that center we used to uh, – Trey Hopkins, remember, he was hurt. Nobody thought he was going to be ready for the start of the year. He came back healthy. So, I'm just saying, man, a lot of guys, maybe on the Bengals, they come back faster than expected. I don't really follow any other team as close, so maybe it's happening all either. over the league. But I, I don't either. Cam, Cam, do you have any uh, words on this? Um, far as AC, I do know ACL injuries are not as bad as they used to be. Obviously, with all the technology, right. players are coming back faster uh, than ever. Uh, we can look at. Um, I mean, Von Miller, even though it, it was during, it was a little earlier, I mean, he'll be back. He'll oh, be yeah. Healthy. I think Von Miller came back from one of those before really, really fast. And it was yeah. kind of like, whoa, like, you know what I mean? So, ACLs, it's not like they used to be. Um, so, I, you know, hopefully, you know, Cheeto could come back at a high level. You know what I mean? It wasn't like an Achilles or anything. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I could kind of say that. ACL players with ACL injuries are coming back a little bit faster. Hey, right. Camp, who do you think it's worse on? Like, is you think it's worse on LC or Cheeto for the position they play to have that AC uh, ACL 100? percent Definitely. Uh, oh, I mean, I mean, because Cheeto got to change direction a lot, man. Yeah, no. I... Yeah, yeah. Um, both is significant though because Cheeto has to change directions in and out of breaks, but then you know. 
you know, as a lineman, your power comes from your legs. A lot of people yeah. think you just have to be, you know, so strong up top. But I mean, your lower body has got has got to be there uh, for you to drive and be able to move people, and also for prevent you from being blown up. So, um, I mean, it's about you know, if you need them ACLs in any position. Like, yeah, uh, no, yeah, but, the, two, the two that we just named. There. But I, I don't speak for both of you, but we can agree with Joe Burrow. We knew Joe Burrow was going to come back from that ACL tear because Joe Burrow just had that mindset. It's all about your mentality, too. It's about the mentality you have of coming back from it. Some people, it, 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 can, it can take a break on them mentally, but Joe Burrow, man, just had that mentality. I know I'm going to be back, and that's probably maybe what Elsie and Cheeto have also. So, Dale, I don't know if you were listening or not. We were talking about. How like how fast these guys come back from an ACL tear? Like Cheeto, we didn't know. You know, LC. Remember Trey Hopkins? We didn't think he was going to come back in time. But Giovanni Bernard came back in eight months. Like, what's your take on how? Obviously, t- with technology, an ACL tear is not as big of a deal as it used to be, right? Technology and good drugs, baby. Yeah, there you go. Got these guys feeling right a lot quicker. Right. Well, back or in the day, it used like to be the latter. Man, give him a four loco. Yeah, that's what Give, give AC a, uh, LC a four loco, man. He'll be out there protecting Joe tomorrow. Yeah. So you do you guys anything. have anything else on uh, Cheeto? You guys kind of cover that? Yeah. We kind of right. So uh, next week they're supposed to announce the two Ring of Honor selections. Um, if you are going to predict it, not necessarily who you wanted, but predict it. Uh, I'm going to predict Parrish, because I really want that one too. And Ocho, I think Ocho is just so popular. It's been hard for him not to get it the last couple years. I think he's been close. Um, and if it's not Parrish and Ocho, I think it's going to be Ocho and Boomer Sison would be like my secondary prediction. I so agree. Chop. You're not going to get any argument out of me. I agree. I think that uh, Chad... Ocho Cinco is going to get the most votes in the uh, voting because he's such a popular guy. He loves Cincinnati. He's always promoting our city when he's not here. He so, loves to block your ass on Twitter, too. He does yeah. love to block my ass on Twitter. Uh, he's, I got to meet the guy in person and try to hammer him down. If I do, I'm going to have to make him unblock me while he's right there. I'm sure he will. He'll be like, oh, porch, I didn't know. Let me unblock you real quick. Yeah, but I'm sure that's exactly how I'll go. Yeah. He's going to get the most votes. And then I think that the people voting today, um, I think that they want to put in an old guy too. You know, I think that uh, the season ticket holders want to see the old guys get in. But at the same time, Chad Johnson. Is Bro, Parrish's like, stats, he was an electric return yeah. man and fucking DB. Like, dude was a well, sure. dominant player in his I, day. I don't think years. they're just picking a random older player. They're going to put him in because of his stats. But I think – and I feel good about it going one old, one new. You know, you can't pass up the new guys just to get the old guys in before their time's up, and you can't pass up the old guys to put in the new guys because you don't know shit about the old guys. you got to educate yourself and then um, make your make your vote. What do you think, Cam? Uh, well, I think the two, uh, the two people that will be in there – I. I think it will be uh, Lamar Parrish and Chad as well. Um, I'll make it quick. We got to hurry up and get Corey Dillon in there, man. Yes. Like, we as fans have got to hurry up. Uh-oh, you and Porkchop are to be beefing here in a minute. And get, and get Corey Dillon in there. Only reason why is because he's never hated us fans, and I think anybody – 
would be frustrated with the with the management at the time at the nineties. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that some on Monday show as well. I mean, that's think I haven't tried. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, Dylan got to be in. But I think it's gonna be Parrish and Ocho. I really do. What do you think, Greg? This guy right here, Robert Parrish, definitely. Who the fuck's Robert Parrish? The Celtic Center? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Lamar Parrish. You talking about the big chief, motherfucker? Not, Not the basketball player. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that, Lamar. No, no, I mean Robert. No, no, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. Right? Jesus Christ, Greg, get your shit together! God damn, you find a dead yeah, arm yeah. out Lamar, the fucking. Lamar Paris definitely needs to get in right here. Way overdue, and this guy right here. There it is. You got it. Point blank. Get to Greg. Never win. Dar says Corey can wait about fifteen days years. And then no, he days. don't deserve to wait, man. How many times in the night does we turn on just to watch Corey Dillon? Because we weren't going to win the damn game. I said the same thing. I, and that's what I said. You, we got to make it like there needs to be some ground rules to this as fans. Are we going to talk just on the field? Are we going to talk some off the field or the way way things ended? Are we going to talk what they did talent-wise as yes. a Bengal in their career as a Bengal when they were playing? Because, I mean, he is he was so good as a Bengal. Right. Straight up. And if that's if that's the Ring of Honor, then hundred percent, you know, I, like. But then chop, I'm gonna let you go next because you know you've went on a, in on him a couple times, so I'm gonna I give did. you, uh, you know, your platform to do it again. Yeah, hey, look, man, if Corey Dillon gets in the Ring of Honor, I'm not gonna get mad. But at the same time, I'm a season ticket holder. Dale, you're a season ticket holder. Greg, you're a season ticket holder. Cam, you got season tickets? No, but I've been to every game the last two years. I was gonna All say right. he's always there. All right, you might as well. well if you get a season, if you, well, luckily Corey Dillon, Dillon didn't talk shit about you then because you're not a season ticket holder because he he told the, he said that the three of us don't know what the fuck we're doing when we're putting people in the Ring of Honor, basically. So I mean, yeah. good luck getting in the Ring of Honor when you're taking the people that vote for you and you're saying and you know and now he's like going on all these podcasts he's getting on everybody's podcast well sure he is because he fucking ran his mouth and he talked shit about the people that are going to put him in there and he's trying to save face if he gets in there you're right cam did i watch the Bengals back in the day because Corey dillon was the only bright spot on the team yeah but then he threw his fucking pads up in the stands flipped us all off went to new england i was even happy that he won a, a ring there because i thought man as much hard work as he did he deserves that ring i was happy for him but i mean until this week, until this fucking week that we're on right here. Well, starting midweek last week when he was on Jim's show is well, when he started. Dan- it was the Paul Daner interview on the athletic. Yeah. Is what, like- well, is what it, it put it out what he said. But what I'm saying is last week is the first time he said shit good about us as fans here in Cincinnati or the organization. And I feel like he's just trying to save face because he fucked up. He already he opened he opened uh, his mouth and, and talked shit about the fans that vote him in, and he he specifically mentioned Chad Johnson. Shouldn't That's get what, in there really before him. Well, oh, oh, like maybe. Uh oh. Uh oh. You sabotaged him, didn't you, Chuck? I You're like, I'm going to say my shit, and then I'm going to cut him. I'm going to make sure he ain't got no service. Yeah, I think he, I think he has an issue with the process in general. Okay. Just be, just because like. Okay, look at it. He's the only player, or one of the only players that we could say, you know what? 
he's the best at that position in our organization of all time. There's no question. Corey Dillon is the best running back we've ever had. Receiver, you can be objective. You can say Isaac Curtis. You can say Chad. You can say AJ. You can say Jamar up and coming. You can say so many different things at different positions. Right tackle, Willie Anderson, obviously. Left tackle, tackle. Munoz, obviously. Corner, Ken, uh, Ken Riley, Ken Riley, obviously. <laughs> okay, like, now you said all that, right? Now, yeah. what's the what's the and, and what's the difference between them and Corey Dillon? They're in the Ring of Honor, and he's not. And they clearly are the best players at their position. Let's stop. We got to stop. We uh, got to. Well, I'll it. say like as some of the reason why I voted the way I voted Cam uh, is because they're older and yes. they they kind of did it first. And if the Ring of Honor was around longer, they would already been in. So yeah. it's trying to catch up with those guys where it's like Corey Dillon, like he looks great. Like he looks oh great. He looks great. Like he, that ain't gonna be around a while. You know what he, I mean? Well, Forty-eight years and, old, and yeah. that's what's like. I wish. I wish he understood that from the fan perspective of right. it. It's yeah. like, hey man, we're trying to give these dudes their credit right. that might not be around. Yeah, not we don't want them not here to 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 uh, see their credit in person, no. like Ken Riley when he's going in the Hall of Fame oh. this season. Oh, yeah. Like that. That's a part of it for me. You know, like. I hated how he almost shit on that. And I, I don't think that was intent. His right. intent. He's just angry about himself not being in because cool. he's going to support himself, which ain't nothing damn wrong with that. He right. wouldn't be in the player he was on the field if he didn't have that same fucking attitude. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. Like, I do right. get yeah. it. I get both sides. Like, yeah. I do. Right. I'm just saying, like, I think that's part of it for me is like, man, Corey, I wish you would understand that it's not been a knock on you. You're on that ballot every year. You've been on it since day one. And everyone has said, you're getting in. It just may not be. Once they went to two players instead of four, it's like, okay, now uh, this is tough, you know. He is in that conversation. He is square in that conversation. He will get in. Right. But, like, to say, like, a Lamar yeah, Parrish. Lamar Parrish is 75 years old. What? Lamar is what? 75 years old, guys. I want Lamar Parrish in because yeah, he's eight. I, I want him to enjoy it. What Darth is saying here, Cam, is it's not the ring of stats. Did Corey Dillon have the stats? He sure did. It's the ring of honor, and he's got to work to get that part back. Is What Darth no, is saying don't. is we vote him in. It's not like Man, it's, look, it's, the organization we, doesn't vote him in. His stats doesn't get him in. The people sitting in the stands look, vote him in. I just think, I just think like, as, fan, as a whole, I just think we're just taking it personal of you know yep. what may have trans transpired, but he I was agree. there at the organization. There were so many when he everyone was all of these guys were mad. Like, Will you was mad at the org? Everybody in here was mad at the org. And think about the talent. I'll throw my pads in the stands too, because you know why? Because as soon as they could find somebody cheaper who could do the job, as in Rudy Johnson, they got Corey out of here, and Corey was still in his pride. Like yeah. I was All mad. Right. So, they, so, didn't hey. they didn't give him a chance yeah. to come back healthy and even get his spot back after yeah. all the whoopings and hits hey. and carries he took. Hey y'all, hey, hey, man, listen, I, realize, man. hey, this is why I love this show because we can all have differing opinions and like it's good because shit, Cam, you are bringing the fucking heat with this. That like I'm somewhere in the middle and I'm like, you know what? All right, those are good points. Like, Chop, yeah. you have good points. I'm like, damn, oh, this yeah. is good oh, conversation, man. I love it. I love it. It's no, there's no, um, it's just opinions, right? And it's the same thing with Twitter, Cam, that we talk about. Like, you know, 
people get all personal and shit on Twitter about someone having a different opinion than them. Like, it's cool. Let people have their opinion. Right. Yeah, Let people yeah, have yeah. conversations. It's healthy. It's healthy. I'm, that's, I'm that's like, what's great about it. I'm on the edge of my seat for every word Cam's saying because he I don't want to hate the guy. I don't want to fucking hate the guy, man. He was a he's a Bengal legend. I'm not going to deny that. You know, well, I, I want to love. I the do guy. think that's the big question. It goes back to what is the ring of honor? What yeah. is the ring of honor? Is it just the on field? Because if we are talking on field, but I still I still want to give respect to the guys that came before that I didn't watch growing yeah. up because I wasn't alive. You know. But I still like Bob Trumpy, another guy who's like close to 80. He's still like our best tight end in history, you know, talking about best at their position. And he, I, I don't want him not to be around to see it. But at the same point in time, it's like, I don't know Bob Trumpy like that. I didn't really, you know, right. it's, it's a tough thing. I don't think there's any wrong answer. And anybody that's on the ballot should feel honored to be on the ballot is part of it too. Like, because they haven't updated that ballot since it came out, since it started. They've kept the same guys because the Bengals know all these guys really deserve to be in it. I feel, I feel like I just would respect him more. And you know what? He would win me over if he would just fucking own what he said at the end of the thing when he talked about the people in the stands. If he just owned it and apologized for it, I'd feel a lot better. That's Well, I said I respect him when he was on Jim's show a little bit. And he said, I, it's not against the fans. And I need to have a conversation with ownership. And I'm open to having that, whether it's Mike Brown ownership or current ownership. That's, that's the issue. Man. I respected yeah. that he was like, and I would rather have that conversation sooner rather than later. But I respected that he said that on Jim's show. That, to me, is trying to own it, but he's got some shit to still say to them before he can come out and publicly, as a man, for his own for his own shit and say, I feel, I feel better now. Look, this relationship with the organization. There's still a hatchet out there that has to be buried. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I guess my, I, I, we can move on or whatever because I don't want to get, I'm sorry. I got no, 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 I think it's a good conversation. Uh, no, I, I'll get my opinion. So I'll get Cam, Board Shop. I agree with both what you're saying and all that. Look, Corey Dillon was one of my favorite players as a kid growing up. I My first ever favorite player, I fell in love with the Bengals. I mean, six 1,000 yard rushing seasons. I mean, look. I could name you other organizations where a guy could be a complete jerk and he got in the ring of honor because of what he did on the field. I mean, it's not always the nice guy that gets in. I mean, as much as we all want that to be, it's just not always. But Corey Dillon, here's the thing with him. He just says what he wants to say. Sometimes the truth can be something nobody wants to hear and they get pissed off over it. But it, that's how it is. Now, did I approve of how he acted in, in, in the Daner interview? Not really, but – Still, I understand why he's frustrated. The Ring of Honor, bottom line is, like Dale, I said the other day, Ring of Honor should have happened over 20 years ago. Bottom yeah. line. We're, we're catching up. We're catching up. But, but like, we're ca- we just got a lot of catching up, dude. That's it's all it is right now. The real question is, Dale, we should do an episode. What players does Corey Dillon deserve to be in on that ballot right now? Before? All right. I, I want to get some of the – because, dude, we're a big – hey, the people in the chat is a big part of our show. Yes. So uh, we already kind of mentioned – Darce, it's not the ring of sad, it's the ring of mm-hmm. honor. So that 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 makes it tough to be like, okay. And Ken said that's a good point for the podcast listeners. And that Crib's saying stats only, guys. Right. Stats only, he he deserves to be in. And then Ken's like, he was a stud. Unfortunately, the way he left, it's get, it does give a lot of the fan base still a bad taste the way he went out. That's also yes. fair. Stranger, 
No, Ring of Honor is not just on the field of play. Paul Brown isn't in for on the he field play. The <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I know. I, There's I'm just no Bengals without Paul Brown. Yeah, come on, man. No, no, that's pushing right there. And, and Darth says, so when is Corey? So Greg was trying to get Corey Diller on rally. Uh, Santori didn't really want him on. And then he was going to try to get him on here. And I just said, like, well, I don't know the way Chop's been uh, going at him and, and who they Joe did. And I, I want to be respectful of my guys. Um, and so I was like, you know, just have him on Jeff's show. And I think Jeff was trying to get him separately as well. So he's going to be on with Iceman, which is similar to our show. You know, we're all big family. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, may, maybe. Like, if I could have Chop on here and I could have Cam on here especially, like, and Corey, and I could be the mediator here. But, that would be nice. And ask some real ass questions and be like, hey, some of the real shit we're talking about now, that would probably be the best episode of him well, on the show. You know what? Maybe. Fucking, but everybody, you know, everybody gets a player on, they want to suck their dick. Right. Like, and, and maybe let's, he, let's, he, go, let's, go, let's put out as fans what we're all thinking and put people's right. questions in the chat actually up that aren't just sucking his dick. And think about this. Corey does not have to do any of these interviews. I mean, the fact that he wants to go on these fan shows and explain himself, that just shows you he cares about the fan base. Because if he honestly really didn't care, he wouldn't waste his time doing any of this stuff. So I'm applauding him for coming on and say, look, this is nothing against you guys. That's what I say about this. Well, Dustin, I will get back to this because thank you for the $5 super chat. But we're in the middle of a good conversation about Corey Dillon. So I will come back to your question, I promise. Because Yeah. You pay, and I appreciate that. But Cam, you're up. Because this is uh, still going. It's a good conversation. With the finger. I wanted to make sure I had my finger up. Here goes mine uh, for next. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but, um, yeah, I, I, I like with, with Corey Dillon, the way, like, the way he ended, it, it wasn't great. The last memory you think of him as a player, he's chucking his fans into the stands. I get it. I, I, but we're treating Corey Dillon like he's damn Carl Pickens. Corey Dillon, while he was here, never talked bad about the city. He really never talked bad about the fans. He talked bad about ownership. They gave him several at the time. They gave him several. as did we all, right? And, yeah. and he was promised several things that honestly we did not deliver as far as putting talent and team around him. Let's not forget after he said he'd rather flip burgers for uh, for anybody that played for the Cincinnati Bengals. He signed a five-year, $45 million deal that made him one of the highest-paid running backs at the time. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to sign here again. He yep. did and gave us more production. We decided to say, hey, you know what? Rudy Johnson, we think Rudy Johnson is just as good as you. So we're going to split the carries when you come back and then pretty much kind of ride you off into the sunset for a trade. And Even though he asked for one, it was on the horizon already. They weren't going to pay Corey Dillon $9 million to give Rudy Johnson uh, 180 carries and him 180 carries. That just wasn't feasible. So, for me, I would be very, like, take yourself out of the fan part for a second, and I know that's hard to do, and put yourself in the athlete's shoes after you just gave 6,000 yards, yards in your career. The first time I get injured, I come back, my spot is gone. And I'm relegated to goal line and short yardage. Hell yeah, I'll be mad. Next year, I go run for 1,600. I'm still in my prime. I gave you all that I had when we were winning two and four games. Now that we're decent, you're going to kick me to the curb? 
think about the player for a second, not just the the fandom part. And I know it's hard. We fan, I'm a fan too, but I always try to think of how it is as a as a player. Maybe because it's just I'm a coach. This is what it is. But I always think about the players too. And you, you, he got feelings, man. Like I've been ran into the ground for six years, and then y'all gonna kick me to the curb. So as y'all see a shiny new toy. I'm just saying. I would want to follow that up, Chop. Yeah. Well, Cam's I'm just going to say, like, Cam, day. look, you got me sold. All right? Look, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. You got me sold. I, I don't blame Corey Dillon for being pissed off at the Bengals. We had shitty management for a long time. Anybody that's a fan, there's no way you can deny that this the organization didn't run very well for a long period of time. It just came back. You know what I'm saying? People are just mm-hmm. starting to get excited. My issue is, is that – how he did the ended the interview with Paul Dannert Jr. Like he didn't what shit on the fans. Like he didn't shit on the fans the whole time he was gone, right? But he sure in the hell took a shot at the fans that are uh buying season tickets when he was talking about they don't know what they're talking about when they're putting people in the ring of honor. Now the other thing that I was gonna point out that Greg said is uh he you were talking about and I think Dale too was talking about how he came on uh Bengal Jim's show and he was saying out was the organization. It was this and that. And uh, he didn't have to do that. Well, guess what, man? Corey Dillon. When the fuck are we hearing about Corey Dillon ever? Never. And so Corey Dillon sitting around. Yeah, he got his Super Bowl ring, but he's just chilling, man. He wants to be recognized for his time. So, it's, so hell yeah, he's going to get on here. And he's going to say, hey, this is what I meant. Because he wants to be in the ring of honor. Because... He's not going to go win anything else, you know, Pop. I mean, he's a – I guess he could um, possibly get on the ballot for the Hall of Fame one day, but if he wants accolades and he wants to it be – He has a good argument for it. Yeah, if he – I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying, like, if he wants to be part of something, he wants honored for his time. The two things he has is the Hall of Fame and he has the Ring of Honor here in Cincinnati. So, yeah, he wants to be in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, he wants to be noticed for what he did. My problem is, is just that Cammy sold me on the whole rest of it. I understand that. And I, you know what? I forgot, you know, I didn't forget about him throwing his pads in the stands, but I forgave him for it because it was a shitty organization. But then he came out and he said, hey, uh, season ticket fans, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're going to put Ocho Cinco in before me? Whatever. And now he's backpedaling. It was Ocho. Chop, 100%, you were like, you put Ocho Cinco's name in your mouth? Keep his name out your mouth. <laughs> and just so you, just so you know, though, I also don't want Boomer in for a lot of the same reasons. Boomer, Boomer also blocked me, but I, I earned his block. So, Cam, to, to, to point out what you were saying, I remember Corey Dillon went on a, a podcast. I forget who it was a couple years ago, and he talked about it. Uh, he talked about it and all that and stuff, and he said, look, I just said what probably more than half the team was wanting to say. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I said – I, I believe me, I call out people all the time saying, Oh, Greg, you don't know how to deal with the 90s. I use the term fake fans a lot, but I can understand the 90s, what he had to deal with, but that he was frustrated and all that. Obviously, ownership now has done so great. You could argue they're in the top five in the NFL. But I, I, like I said, he's like, Look, I'm just saying what probably 80% of the team wanted to say. And he's right. I mean, I hate to say that, but he's right, probably. You got to think of when he played at that time, you know? You th- you Dude, mean, you, I've heard Hushman Zada, Willie, all those guys tell stories about uh, hey, what what they had, like their Gatorade, like 
you know, nothing. Like, the things they had to eat, to drink, after prep, like, they had to pay for shit. Like, just the bottom of the bottom type stuff, which, uh, thank God, it seems like things have gotten a lot better. You know, they, they had to pay for their own jock straps, I heard. They, he said, ask Ashley Ambrose, ask all those guys. That's what I also heard. I mean, I heard Remember all the big Gatorade controversy? Yeah, remember Jonathan Joseph left because he's like, wow, I go to the Texans, they give you a free Gatorade. Yeah. But at what point does any, like, okay, at what point does anybody, like an organization, be like, hey, we changed, we're different now. Mm-hmm. You know, like a person. Like, hey, yeah, I used to fuck up and do dumb shit when I was 20, right. but now I'm matured and I'm different. Right. I and this ain't. Part, and I think that's part of the reason why he do want him. Like, you see, like, people before wasn't really – I mean, you had a few players, like, well, we don't have no ring around. But it wasn't no big deal before we started getting the ring of honor. We started to win a little bit. Cincinnati is kind of like you're going to talk about Cincinnati now when you're talking about NFL. And it's like, dang, I want a little bit of that. Like, I, you know, I was here for the down day. I <laughs> you know what I did here. Do you know what right. I did here during those down days? Exactly. Exactly. I mean – didn't Corey Dillon break the Russian record twice in a Bengals uniform? Like, come on, y'all. Like, I know. On field, on field, I don't think, like, but I do, like, I, I like if I was mediating whatever, a show that he would be on or whatever, I, I would want to be like, hey, we're just trying to get some of these old guys that we don't know they'll be around that. They, they probably feel the same way you did, but they felt that way 30 years longer, 20 years longer, 15 years longer. You know, there's a lot of those guys out there that, that feel the same way as you do. And there's nothing wrong with how he's feeling in a way to me. No. Like, he's like, what I did on this field, I deserve to be up there. Right. Mortalized for this. And I do. It's the same reason we made the push for Willie as one of the votes. Right. We're like, Willie should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I, and, and he still should be. But I think that Corey sees that. Like, hey, if I get the this Bengals ring of honor, then people are going to start looking back at my career and what right. all I've done and how damn good I was. And that's going to help me. But yes, Chop, you're saying, yeah. Chop's like, yeah, we'll go about better way of saying it. I get it. I'm just saying that you sound like you're saying what I say. What I'm saying, you know, is that uh, his step to get into Canton is also going through the Ring of Honor because if he gets that recognition, that puts him closer to Canton, which is his ultimate goal. And I don't blame the guy. And maybe he could have worded it better or whatever, but it's what I say. Like, it's the whole text right. versus phone call. It's the whole talking to somebody in person over shooting them a text thing. Or maybe he could just come an out email. Today. Like, you Man. can't, you don't know tone and shit when you're reading an article. Yeah, exactly. You know, you like, he come off as like, you know, almost fuck the fans that vote, but I don't think that's what he meant. No. Well, you're, you're Corey Dillon, all right? Uh, you take this sentence, and I want you to say it the way that he meant it, all right? The season ticket holders don't know what they're doing. Go ahead and put that, say it out loud, so I can so you sell me on it that he said that in a good way. Was that a direct quote? No, I don't know. It's basic. I don't right, know come on right. now, you gotta get. I know. I need quote. a direct quote. I'll be right back. You're gonna get. Hopefully, Greg's gonna give get me the direct, direct quotes, quote. and then I'll do this. That's well, what I, I want to hear. Well, what I well, from what you said, pork chop. From what I hear, is that when it said fans don't know what they're doing. I think what he's trying to say is fans forgot the impact that he's made that he made on on Sundays for the Cincinnati Bengals. That's why I think we just kind of forget that we we kind of 
uh, like I said, we remember the pads in the stands. We remember because the first thing when people started saying when Dylan came out, oh, I thought you'd rather flip burgers then go flip burgers then. It's like, all right, yeah, you remember that, but you don't remember the 278 yards. You don't remember the 200 plus yards on Thursday night against the Oilers and four touchdowns. You don't like, you know what I mean? You don't remember the 96 yard run against the Lions. Like, you don't remember his stuff, but you remember uh, him talking about flipping burgers. And I just think, like, it's like, all right, the fans are not, have kind of forgotten what I have done for the organizations the seven years I was there. You ready? Sure, Greg. Fire. Okay. So Corey was asked, Corey, what do you want me to do with all this? Do you want your voice out there? His response, man, you can quote me for fucking, uh, for fucking word. Print it because nobody gets this shit. I want it exactly how I told you. You're going to read the whole fucking article? Because that's the very beginning. No spins, no nothing. Okay. Well, there's. talked about the season ticket orders. Okay. uh, Give me some time. Y'all keep talking. (laughs) <laughs> well, also, there's a part like that. I didn't see the point. The The end of that article was weird, too. I want to. Hey, look, man, I want to love the guy. If if he came on here, Cam, and he explained it to me like you're explaining it to me, I he would sell me 100%. If he goes on the show with Jeff here next Tuesday or whatever, and he says it like that, he's going to sell me. Well, That's all I need the, to hear. Him say yeah, it like you sure. said it. Here's the thing. This it did get. Ben Dinner said this had to get edited for clarity. Here's what he says: I don't pull no punches, and I'm not ducking anybody. I don't have no friends. I'm trying to protect so I can speak freely, whatever I need to speak freely about. It's damn near criminal what Bengals Ring of Honor voter, what what uh, they are pulling off. To be honest with you, did I not play for them? I don't know, bro. I'm curious about that. See, because- uh, that that's some of the things like that that I disagree with. Is because like he's saying it's criminal what we're pull, what we're trying to get some of the older guys in, like I was saying. Like I don't think he understands that. That that's like we're trying to get guys in so they can enjoy their moment right. too. He's and, just uh, saying that he's not in. And, but he goes along and says it's not a knock on whoever is getting in, who goes in, it's not what it is about. It's about what is your excuse going to be. I'm pretty sure they will a fucking John Kitna in there before they put me. Back Scott Mitchell. Scott yeah, Mitchell yeah. That was the that was the part that I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, see, that's why I'm like, you know, that's, not even like, the that's why I'm like, how dialed is in is he into this process? Because it's also like, dude, I do this. I've done this show for what sixteen months now, and I interact with different people that I hadn't even met before that are Bengals fans. People in the chat that I never met my entire life. And we all tend to have good conversation and good points and seem like knowledgeable fans of the Bengals. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I'd never try to shell on anybody's opinion because we, like, you can have different opinions, but we all put in the time and the thought for what we're going to say about the Bengals. We don't just go out there and say random bullshit. Right, no. So, like, that was part of that that bothered me. That was the part that bothered me, I think, was I was like, okay, yo, dude, this fan base is pretty dialed into things, and you're kind of shitting on it. I don't, I think you're just doing that because you're not in the ring of honor. You haven't really, you don't really know this fan base. Let me say that, let me say this, too. I know, I know, Mr. Dillon, you're probably in the chat, and I swear to God, I promise you, 
on everything that I will not vote John Kitna into the Ring of Honor before or Scott Mitchell. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You get in before them. I got yeah. a long, I got a list of people you get in well, way before. But we know there's going to be. But we, we all know people personally that'll never. They'll probably will vote John Kitna in over Corey Dill. I mean, let. I mean, but still, look, he's still going to get in. But did he hurt his chance to get voted in earlier? It's it. it My own thing was he was getting in in the next two cycles. Either way. No, Cam. Because that's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, let's just say Lamar Parrish and Ocho gets in this. Season. Yes. There's no reason why he's not getting in next time. I can see it. Trumpy, I mean, Boomer. I can't see Trumpy, the Boomer, Lapham, Crumry, but he's in that mix. Yes. Hey, look, I, never mind. I ain't going to say because I don't want to sound like I'm dissing nobody else. So I'm not going to, because that's not what I'm trying to do, obviously. Outside of Boomer and Science, rest of those guys you name, I'm sorry, cannot hold Corey Dillon's job strap. That's fair. Like no, that's, that's what I'm fair. saying. Like I'm just saying because older guys, if it sticks to that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and let's just be honest. Like I wish this was done much earlier. Ring of Honor, we wouldn't even be having this. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we said if they would have stuck to four for like. Four or five seasons. Yes. Yeah, like, because I felt like the first four was automatic. Not, those were automatic. You, go, you put those guys in, you're not getting above those guys. Cool. Like Willie and uh, – who was it last year? Willie and Isaac Curtis? Yep. Yeah. Isaac Curtis put up crazy numbers for his era and his time. Understandable. Well, he changed the game. He changed he the did. game. The Curtis yeah. rule. Yeah. Yeah, so after – but after that, that's where it gets murky for a lot of old Bengals players, like older guys, some of the guys in the 90s that may have played well that's not going to get their due. Um, I mean, Fohawk changed the game for safeties. Yes, he did. Like, you know, he deserves it too. That's what I'm saying. Everybody that's on that list right, deserved it. All right, deserved. Hey, no, Coach Cam, let me ask you this. Geno Atkins, way after Corey Dillon, does he deserve to get in before Corey Dillon? Better again, I'm sorry. Does Geno Atkins deserve to get in before Corey Dillon, in your opinion? Change the way he paved the way for Aaron Donald. He paved yeah, Aaron, the- Aaron Donald did say he watched Geno Atkins take. And he took or before Crumry. If if Geno goes on the ballot, does he get in before Crumry? Probably just- not, but I think Geno deserves it. I think he does. He was he was, he was better. He I mean, if you look by numbers, I mean all pro. I mean, this was an all pro player. Like, this is a borderline. I feel like we got to get Geno in so we can help his Hall of Fame case. Yes. Because Geno's a Hall of Famer. And if you put Cowboys across his chest, we're not even talking about, you know, like, right. Or, right. Will he, yes. or will he not? Like, it's automatic. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer if you put Cowboys or 49ers. A, or Steelers. Or yeah. even Browns. Even though, yeah. All right, we're gonna have to pick this Corey Dillon up on yet another show at some point. Absolutely, it just took over this one. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, so I'm close, man. You got me. No. Almost, I'm still in the car line. This is awesome. This is awesome. Fire. I love this. I, I thought it was a, a good what conversation. What popcorn? It's a good conversation. It's one like, you know, people just wanna they wanna be on one side or the other, and that's life is not like that. No. Uh, the uh, fan base is not like that. So shining light on both sides and the fillings, and then like hell, the whole world, honestly. 
If you did that with the whole world and you say, hey, you get to speak your opinion, you get to speak yours. And then we're going to listen, we're going to meet somewhere in the middle about it, talk about it, figure shit out. Life would be a lot fucking better because people would feel like the, their opinion mattered. And like, it, it, the world sucks, man. It's like, you're on this side or you're on that side. Hell no, talk about it. Figure it out. Yes. You can do it in small increments. You can do it with sports. You can do it with life. People don't want to do that. That's, and that's fine. You, know, right, you got to get over it, Darth. You got to get over it. Look, look. I'll still vote him in the Ring of Honor if I think he's worth it. I'll still, it will not change how I feel when I ever vote. This does not change anything for me. He's going to get in the Ring of Honor. Corey Dillon will get in the Ring of Honor. Oh, for sure. It's just a matter yeah. of when. And how right, soon. right. But like, it's not going to change how I feel and all because I'm, that's just how he is. Like, like you, like Cam, like you just said earlier, these, they have feelings and all that. They, they, they just have emotions and all that. You know, that's how it is. Players are not now, robots, now, man. We were, yes. We were talking, now, if we were talking like Carl Pickens, then I'd be like, nah. Yeah. yeah. Carson Palmer. No, Carson Palmer. On the fans, he crapped on the city. He crapped on yeah. the org. All of the above. Well, Cam, what'd you think? What about Carson Palmer? Do you what think he deserves it? on here, Greg. Yeah, no. Do you think Carson Palmer deserves it to get in? Carson Palmer? Yes. Thank you. He he had he is oh, tough. I know oh, that's what I'm saying. That about one, the ended, that up, one is up, not tough. Up, he started because I can't say, crawl so Joe Burrow could walk. He could. I can't I can't say the only thing is was like with Corey Dillon, obviously we had somebody behind him and Rudy, and we kind of just kind of nudged him out. We kind of nudged him out. But with Carson, it's like, we wanted you here. You know what I mean? We wanted you to be the franchise he quarterback, and you quit. the organization to make changes that needed made, and, and he, he made his hands on that, and they didn't do the things that he wanted to do. And how but different they, is that than Corey Dillon? That's what I kind of thought. And, and, you know what? It's re- and then, you know what? It's really not. It's, it's, it's really not. Um, and that's why I said, ah, because I'm not sure. Because I, I just thought I caught myself. And I I, said, that's I what I'm saying. That's why I try I to look at all I sides of everything. I can't say that about Dylan and then come back and, and – and, but the thing is, though, even when Dylan said he'll flip burgers, he came back to us, signed the contract, and continued to play. Palmer said, Palmer ain't, ain't put no scare tactic. He was like, all right, I'm just not playing. Well, they already gave okay, him the man. highest paid contract, well, and he said, you paid me that much money, but I need help around me to build a successful team. I need changes in this organization to make this organization successful. I'm trying to help this organization, and they just spit in his face and didn't do anything he asked for. Well, that's true, but yeah. my thing is, he didn't complain. He didn't. He didn't talk to the organization when he signed the money. That was no. that's my whole thing. So my thing is, though, the contract. I would say this: y'all, y'all gonna give me all this money? Are y'all sure y'all gonna be able to put receivers around me? Will Will I be able to have a whole line with me getting paid a hundred plus million dollars? So then he signed it, sat back and said, "Oh, I know I need help." Uh, that is that is not his job to figure out how to have a. A successful team around him what up? with his con- that is not his job. He's not a GM. He's not owner. Well, the, the thing that pissed me off was right before the Super Bowl, he's like, "If I'm Joe Burrow, do I want to stay here?" See, see, Greg, see all, Greg. That, all that kind of stuff. It's too much extra stuff. That pissed of, me off. It's like when you left, you continue the the yeah, exactly. Well, that's what we're talking about with Corey Dillon. But let it go. Okay. okay. 
So you, Dale, you put me in a trap, Dale. No, 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 no. He, no, no, no. See, Corey was really never up. Like, he even, like, Carson even attacked the fans. I mean, we did throw trash in his No, he didn't attack the fans, but he just keeps bringing up the fans. That's different, Dale. I'm dragging myself back up. He is not coming at the fan base. So, Dale, I will have this fight with you, but I'm tired of him. He is living by way too much of the past, but he's not coming at the fan base. There's a difference to this, Dale. You're putting me in a trap, and I'm dragging myself out of it. And, and look, I, I'm not and, putting anybody in a trap. I am literally taking these people's own words because I don't have a side, guys. I'm team Bengals winning a fucking. Yeah, I know, buddy. I know. I'm just, yeah, I don't yeah, give I'm a just, shit about nothing. Yeah, else. I'm just putting. I'm hosting the show, right. and I am trying to. No, it's okay, Just look at things from every no, side, and I think. And listen, if I had things on my bingo card that said you're going to defend Carson Palmer this week, two different times now. I would not add on my fucking bingo card for 2023. I promise you that. No. Because, like, I got, like, I don't like the guy. I personally hated the way that all went. But if, if this whole Corey Dillon thing, if we're going to defend Corey Dillon because it ended bad and we're going to say, well, what he did on the field, Carson Palmer was so good on the field. 2005 was the best, like, my yes. favorite season of football I ever watched. And I had season tickets for Joe Burrow's Super Bowl run. And I had season tickets last year. That 2005 team made me fall in love. And part of that was Chad and TJ and everybody else. But it was Carson Palmer's fucking rocket arm. And that dude's just out there dicing it up. And he could go toe-to-toe with Peyton Manning. And he looked like he was going to be a stud forever. Like, trust me, I don't want to defend this guy. I'm just saying, like, I try to see things from all sides. So, Corey Dillon, like, I'm just saying, like, we hate on Carson so much because he can't shut the fuck up. Yeah. If he would shut the fuck up, we could all be like, hey. Exactly. Gonna- and I thought he was putting water under the bridge. Like when Chad met him at his home and they were like interviewing Higgins and, 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 and Burr, I'm like, wow, this is great. But then he goes back and says that. And then I hear like some of the older fan bases who still live by the 90s. Oh, I can't blame him. And that's when I got ticked off at all. But but talent-wise, talent-wise, God, he was such a good player. Talent-wise. So good. And, and, he, and they, he was here as a quarterback and the Bengals didn't do that. And he was like, shit, I got to draw my line in the sand. I won't trade it. Right. And, and, and Burrow, now that Burrow's here, and he's been the next thing since Carson Palmer that's like, oh, shit, we got a franchise potential quarterback. Let's not fuck this up. I feel like the Bengals learned from that. I really yeah. do. No, they did. And they I did. You know like, what? I, I, they did learn from Carson. Hell, they put the one of the best teams you could around Andy Dalton. The they did. The just closed. They learned. But- they but you know what, Joe and, and Carson Palmer did say, Dale, hey, look, they sign players. I'm great. They're signing players. This is what winning teams do. They sign players. So he did say, he did compliment the Bengals on that. I will give him credit to that because they did go out and sign free agents. Like you said, Dale, they did learn from all this. Well, so. back to Ken's point with Andy. They did it with Andy even after Carson. Yeah. They, they have tried to put pieces around. They're, they're, they have learned since Carson, I feel like. Damn, like, you hey, you need weapons. And, I don't care what you put around a grilled cheese sandwich; it's not well, going to taste like right. A that that's that, but that's the difference. Now we have Joe Burrow, right? Right. I would say this. I would say that the best thing that Carson Palmer ever, ever did for the Cincinnati Bengals and the city of Cincinnati is fucking quit, and not because he was a great player, but because that is the first piece that led to ultimately us bringing in Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase because he quits. We get all those draft picks. We take Andy Dalton. We take A.J. Green. They come in. They get to the playoffs. Uh, they don't win Man, anything. He's like a fucking 10-year difference. That's what I'm saying. Like, what are you I'm, going, talking about? I'm trying to find you're something to like about the man. The organization changed. 
it started the change. I don't know about that because the, ch- the change didn't happen until the uh, the young Blackburns came up and, t- and old, old Mikey gave it up because he's old as shit. That's what happened with the change. If Mikey was 70 years old, this still happened back in the day, and Mike Brown's 70 years old, the Bengals are probably still running the same way. It's the Blackburns that have changed it. It wasn't Carson Palmer. If Carson Palmer once voted in a ring of honor, I will vote him in right away for the ring of honor. Eating he's the not getting, like, that's the thing. He's not getting, I'm just like, I'm trying to I'm draw saying, some, there I'll is vote, some parallels between the way things ended and the talent on the field. I cannot imagine that my grandkids, if they even know what the fuck he did, will vote him into the ring of honor. Stats are not. I have a hard time doing it. During the first time we made the Super Bowl in 30 plus years, you're going to dog us out on the grand stage on media day. My dad. It just, it just didn't need to happen at exactly. that Exactly. Hey, it, it didn't. What do your parents always tell you? Everybody's parents told them, like, don't burn your bridge. And this motherfucker put napalm on the bridge and hit lit the match. But is that not how that Paul Daner article kind of came off with Corey Dillon? And like, dude, we've done forgot about the way you left. For, I think most fans had. I did. Until I that article. Because we were all like, hey, he's the greatest running back. He has all these records. We always see the clips like Bengal Jim and everybody puts out uh, of his rushing record games. And people talk about the memories of that. I and then like- he, he comes and kind of like, like Chop said, it's like, well... You know, they put it in the hands of the fans, and basically, y'all don't know what the fuck you're talking about and how you voted on this ring honor the first few years. And that that's the only thing where I'm like, bro, come on now. We're trying to put in some people that are a little older. That's it. That's it. You're, you're, you're cut. Like, your time is coming. Yeah. Like, have a little fucking patience. Like, you don't think Ocho Cinco thought he'd be on the first ballot of it? He probably did. Right. But what's he done since then? Has he went and bitched and whined at all? No. No, he's been out there supporting this team, pumping this team up, and being an ambassador for Cincinnati and the Bengals the entire fucking time. You see him with Chase, like Chase and Higgins, like in board, all the time, a bunch of times. I mean, like he's probably one of the biggest ambassadors. You could argue he is the biggest supporter of this team. Of yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the difference between like a Chad and a Corey Dillon and yes. a Carson Bomber. Because Corey, like, here's his chance to speak about about the Bengals and he kind of shit on him. He did. Like he shit on the the fans a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that was his intention, but that's what happened. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, some of the stuff didn't didn't sound good or when you read it, you're like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, I get, yeah, yeah. So I, I like I say I, I understand poor chop feelings about it. I understand certain uh fans' feelings about it. I just thought he did, you know, did too much good here. During a bad time for him to get completely, uh, maybe completely ignored or dismissed by some. Uh, he's getting in, man. I think we can all agree in. on that. He's getting in within the next two to three years. <laughs> yes, he's I getting in. The Mike Cart deserves in before Carson. Mike Cart was a legend for that one season. Right. I, take I, just, I just find it hard. Like, I just always think back, like, even with Rudy John, he did really, really good. Yes. Well, can you just imagine Corey Dillon with those offenses? Like he getting seven man boxes and yeah, they, like that's just oh, I hate that it didn't happen that way. Well, see, like, like when people argue between Corey Dillon and James Brooks, I guarantee now look, James Brooks, I've learned a lot about, but a lot James of people Brooks took, is a fucking freak. On the a lot of people took James Brooks because they didn't like Corey Dillon, but I mean, like 
His James Jefferson is a big talent. Don't get me wrong. There were two different types of running backs, but I guarantee you, you guys can agree. A lot of some people did pick Brooks because they didn't like Corey Dillon. Is that a fair statement? Maybe I don't Maybe. know. But I think they're two different, different running, running backs. Back. Like I think they're both elite, elite. No, no. James Brooks would fit perfectly in our offense because of his receiving ability and his blocking ability, his running ability. Two different running backs. Got, like you go look at James Brooks' stats and shit. You're gonna. Oh be yeah, like, no. James fuck. Brooks was awesome. How is this man not talking about him? But he's had some off the field shit as well. But I've had once arguments again, once again. It's is it just about on field? That's what I'm saying. Because some fans I didn't argue would say, well, Corey Dillon, you know, cried. Well, you can't use that as an argument. I'm sorry. You can't do that. I'm talking talent-wise, like you just said. If the, if the Bengals organization came out and said that Ring of Honor is solely based on on-field play, it would still not be based on on-field play because the voting is in the hands of the season ticket holders. So it's always going to be a popularity contest mixed with uh, on-field stats. I mean, John Kitna, he was a great Cincinnatian, but well, he, he's think not going to be in the Ring of Honor. Controlling it, like I said, they haven't added a single name, and this is the third through the third voting cycle. This is going to be the eighth people in. They haven't added a single name to their original list. Yeah. So in a way, they're controlling it. It's just a matter of who's getting in and what order. Well, you're right. They're only putting up certain names. They yeah. haven't added a single fucking name. So I'm just saying, like, yeah. and at what point do you add Gino? Do you add Whitworth? Do you add that's, AJ Green? Yeah, do maybe they could. Carlos Dunlap, like, right. it'd be nice if the they. They don't want to add him because yeah. they're afraid short sightedness is going to put these guys in ahead of some of the OGs. That would be nice. Maybe they could do a thing where season ticket holders like put in like ten names. Every season ticket holder put in ten names and figure out some kind of algorithm and whichever ten, fifteen, twenty names came up the most, you put those on the ballot. That would I be just cool. think they're going to keep riding this list because they came until up they're all this, in. This was their list. It they're going to keep riding this list till there ain't much left on that list. Yeah, right. So we're literally, literally just arguing about what year you getting in. But poor chop to point back what you were saying. Your grandkids, like say, like for example, Reggie Williams, who I got to learn so much about. A lot of the younger younger fans are seeing tickets. They're not going to know who he is or anything. No. That's the problem I have with that also because that's not fair to them or anything. Like I'm, I like doing a lot of history. I looked up a bunch of old. Like I, I've studied old players, Reds, Bengals. Said any old porn like David does Dallas. I knew this was coming. I knew I was walking. <laughs> he likes the big bush. I mean, I knew I was walking into a trap here and all that. No, but no, like I said, but a lot of people they're not going to know who these players are, and that's not fair to them either. If, if she ain't got a pussy, it looks like poor chop's <laughs> right. beard. He's like, he likes it when they look like they got when they got Don King put putting a right. scissor leg lock. Right. <laughs> he likes that bush. It goes down to. <laughs> He likes that bush that trails all the way down there to their knees. See, and that's the difference in our show. Shit, get, shit is serious the whole time. We're going to be like, nah, fuck that. We ain't going to We got to make some jokes. Uh, Cam, I'm going to promote shit if I, if you want to get off here because you're still just sitting in your car. Nah, y'all go ahead, man. I uh, appreciate y'all for having me. Cam, thank you so much, buddy. Thanks for popping on, man. Hey, 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 I'm, also, I'm also glad he didn't have an accident while he was talking to us. I would have felt pretty bad. Yeah. Clark Harris is going to be pissed if he's watching. I know. This is awesome, though. This was this was such an awesome show. I mean, great. Greg, I'm going to let you go, too. can promote some shit. Talk about some shit. Love you, brother. See you. <laughs> <laughs> That's I want to get like- to this. 
that's what it's like when you kick him off. Well, I no, I I'm see just, him back there. We're uh, hour and twenty-two in. I have a certain amount of time going forward, people. That's that's the plan. That's some of the stuff I want to talk about before it got off here. But um, also going to go ahead while I have this on the notes. Will will the whiteout game Monday Night Football Ring of Honor game? Will it be a whiteout game? Yes or no? Oh, because it's Ring of Honor on the Monday Night Football. I've always thought they just do the trifecta with that one. Let me just say, if it's they... against the Rams, who you know we should have beaten the Super Bowl. Well, we def we definitely don't want the black with the uh, orange helmets, right? So I'm saying, God, I hope so. If the Bengals do it right, fuck yeah, man, come out with the Ring of Honor game and the whiteout game. Well, I'm ready we, for it that. was a whiteout game and a Ring of Honor game and Thursday night football against the Dolphins in Week Four. This is just Week Three, Monday night football. We get two Rams. of them, so it makes sense to like do it all. And I hope they keep the second one uh, at uh, Paycor Stadium this year. Well, it's a night game like that Dolphins yeah. was. And the whiteout, dude, it was sick. Like, it was lit. So, so. What, what would you put your – like, if you're putting money on it, you're saying yes or no, you think, right now? Yeah, dude. I think yeah. – I'm, 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 I'm not Derek. I'm not a degenerate right. fucking gambler that, like, if the Derek Reds lose already... – If the Reds lose, I lost fucking half my paycheck for the <laughs> Right. If the Reds win, I'm like, woo, I'm living the high life. And then the Reds lose again. And he doubled down. Like what on. other what other game would be the whiteout? That's it, man. No, like for the home because if we are going to do home away, which I, I think both of them should be home number one, but I just think that one will be. I put eighty to twenty percent chance that I think eighty it will be. Yes, is what I'd say. I'm going to go ninety. The whiteout game special for me too, man, because the whiteout game was when it it all started for me last year, and I came back. You know, I bought tickets for that game. My kid, my daughter uh, convinced me to go to the game. Uh, you know, previously I weighed 500 pounds, didn't fit in the seats. I was very worried I was going to get down there and still didn't. Uh, but my, I took a chance because my kid said she wanted to do something with me, who's an adult. And so I said, I'm, I'm going to the game. And I, I remember, man, I remember sitting down in that seat. And I thought, oh, hell yeah, because I had a little bit of room <laughs> on both sides. I was like, I told – um I told her, I said, this is going to start something. I said, if I go back down there, because I had season tickets back in the day, I said, if I go down there, I'm going to get caught again because there's nothing like the electricity of going down there and seeing a live game. It's special. So the whiteout game to me, it's got a special place in my heart besides being the most badass uniform in the NFL. It's got a special spot for me because it's the key piece that brought me back to going to the games, getting season tickets, meeting you, meeting Jeff, meeting Greg, meeting everybody, you know, our, our Bengal family that we, you know, our close Bengal family that we got, our Bengal brothers, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, Jimmy, Matt, Santori, everybody. So it's it's a special thing for me. That's going to be a great game to go to. Matt, I can thank you for because that's like, dude, I'll sit here and I'll kind of talk about both sides of stuff, and then I – it's just because, like, I think it's good to have conversations because there is an entire fan base that feels that, like, feels both sides of it. So, you know, have the conversation. Don't, like, you know, just be like, oh, well, well this side is more popular, so we're not going to talk about it. And I hope I'm not out there just people don't uh, perceive me as a, like, fuck Corey Dillon guy. Like a hater, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not trying no, to hate. I want to love the guy. No, I don't hate but, on him. I do. I do think it's good to have these conversations. There's debates and topics, and you know we don't want it to be like 
you know, they skip Bayless and the shit has just run. <laughs> They've run what sports debates are. Sports debates are supposed to be like, hey, this is my opinion. What's your opinion? And, you know, maybe we can even somewhere meet in the middle before this conversation's over. And so it's just like, no, my opinion is this. LeBron sucks. And it's like, LeBron, right. like what? Like, it, it's stupid the way those conversations go. So I'm not a big fan of that. I also don't think you just have to kiss somebody's ass because, well, that's the popular opinion. So I do respect it, and I, I just always give mine, and I respect that you give yours, and I respect that everybody in the chat gives theirs. I think it's a fucking healthy fucking thing. We could all eat more of it. But uh, all right, next topic that I wanted to get to here, because I put some notes down, because this will be the last time I'm on this week. So Friday, I'm, I'm going to get off here, and I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not be emotional, going through a potential divorce, maybe not divorce, trying to figure things out. I got a 17, 13 year old. Um, it's just all of that. It's been tough. I'm trying to figure out, okay, what can I do to, to do things better? And part of it's been the show and it's, you know, it's been, Oh, well, you get obsessed about the show. I love doing the show. Like it's something that if I could go back 20 years, I would have got into this. I wanted to, I didn't know how to do it. Like, so I just became a teacher like my dad was. So like that makes the money. This I've done it. For about 17 months, 16 months, whatever it's been. I love doing it. Like, Chop, I, I would have never met you if I didn't do this shit. I would have never met so many people if I didn't do this shit. Like, I, I cherish it and I love it. And I'm, I'm not going to quit doing this show, but I'm going to figure out ways I can do this show that isn't going to affect my personal life with my wife and my family. That, that I can I can be there whether... whether because if I, if I, I'm just going to say, if I book a guest or something and I book that guest and I book them for a Friday night or a Saturday night, I feel like I need to be on that show because I book them and, and stuff, you know, and I want to be on there. It makes me, you know, and, and life is life. It's like some comes up, oh, well, you know, maybe the wife just wants to go, whatever, go to Walmart because we need to get shit. I don't know. I hate Walmart. Both of us yeah, fuck Walmart. I don't think it's that, but you know what I mean. Like, just saying, in general, as an example. So it's like, okay. Oh, yeah, I'll go, you know, the show's coming. But yeah, you know, you're more important than the show. She doesn't want to, she doesn't want to be second fiddle to that. And I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. The so most important thing at. that you have and that everybody has, everybody in the chat uh, you, me, the most important thing in your life is your family. And 100% they should come first. We all love you, Dale. You're the ringmaster of this show. Everybody knows. I love doing it. Like, that's the thing. It's good for my mental health. I've talked about that. But at the same point in time, what's not good for my mental health is to go through a divorce and things mm -hmm. like that. So. And what you have to do is you have to take care of your family. 100% yeah. first. We all understand. Every one of us. So I'm trying to find the balance. And... As of now, and this, it's ever-flowing, changing. So if you subscribe to our YouTube, that's a little plug there. But, uh, and hit the notification. I don't know when I'll be able to go live, honestly, you know, a lot. Because there's times like, hey, if she's out with her friends on a Saturday night and I'm bored, then like, hey, maybe I'll pop on for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, or whatever, you know, but it. But if it's like, hey, we should go here and do this for a weekend. You know, I'm not going to be on for a weekend. 
I don't feel obligated to be on because I don't have anything set. Right. No. And it's not going to... I probably just talking to myself about this stuff. No. But that's how I feel. When I when I book something or whatever, I want to make sure I'm on. I don't want to... I don't want to have to cancel and, and let people down. Like, you know, it's just not... It's not how I am. Look, you it's already got an play. invite here to go see Crip down in... It's like Myrtle Beach, right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Take the family down there. 100%, man. And we're all behind you, Dale. Everybody no, in the I, chat, me... But so what I've kind of, you know, and I, I've talked about this to you. So kind of what I've been kicking around is as we get closer to like preseason, now it's probably going to be Monday, Wednesday. And, and she seemed like most Friday, she gets off a little earlier on Fridays. And like this Friday, we're going to go do something, you know, we're going to get out of town and do something, which is great. We usually don't have the money to do it. I'm just full disclosure here. But I was like, fuck it. You know, if that's the difference between our marriage or not, then fuck it. We'll start putting shit on credit cards. Again. I'll put your Venmo out there and we'll, <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll get people that. to send you some cash. Don't yeah. fucking do that. Um, but in general, it's like, I love doing the show, you know, and uh, at least a good Barry brother. Travis, I fucking love Travis. He's always great doing the show. Um, Big Lori. And they're all supposed to be on Friday at 7. But I'm just leaving that in the hands of you and Joe and Derek. So don't fuck it up. Okay, That's our yeah. one to fuck up. That's our one to fuck up. They're great guests. Hey, if we if we do fuck it up, I'm blaming it on Derek. Yeah. Right off the bat, right now, I'm blaming it on Derek. It's your fault, that, Derek. That's fair. God I, damn it. That's the, the go to. Yeah. Um, but no, so trying to compromise. I'm talking to Marissa the last couple of days. Like, trust me, man. It's been like, hey, we're getting divorced for like a, a month. You know, so there's times to get on here. May seem bipolar. <laughs> I never know what mood I'm going to be in. I'm trying to do what I can. Well, you wear your emotions on your sleeve and I you do. put everything on Front Street. That's the way you deal with stuff. Um, but so, you know, but I also want to give every effort I can. We've been together for 21 years. I have a 17 and 13, you know, to try to make it work. Yeah. You know, to not let even this, as much as I love it, get in the way. So, so I wasn't doing that. Um, but so the kind of the compromise, she gets to work at five most days, and we've already been. Lo I love the three thirty thing, even though it wakes pork chop up before he has to wash his balls <laughs> yeah. and go to work. Right. But he has to get up anyways. Yeah, I got to get up anyway. Might as well. Might as well jump straight on here. I might as well get up, brush my beard, <laughs> and jump on here because that's what it looks like. Dale sees me. I turn on my camera on like this. Yeah, and he's like his eyes like like he's straight. Just wakes up <laughs> yeah. right before the show. It comes on here and does a great job. That's what I love. I try. I do my best. But uh, so we're going to try to do because at least currently. So here, once like preseason starts, because I want to provide content consistent that you guys know when we're going to be on. So uh, me and Chop at least, and then. You know, Greg will probably be on a day or two, and then we'll have try to have different guests and stuff. I want to try to move some of the guests, but it's it's going to be at three thirty, so it just depends on schedules. But so that's the plan is to start being on here Monday through Friday. One here in about like when I'm going back to work here in about a month, and yeah, just come home and grind out forty five minutes to an hour every day. Talking Bengals because I love it having a good time. And then uh, Derek and Joe are going to have to figure out, uh, you know, I think they're still going to do a Friday show because Derek, Derek's schedule is still 
So Friday or Saturday night type thing um, that Derek and Joe will do. And I think Chop will be part of that unless he's working. Right. And then yep. hey, I might even be part of it. It just depends. Like, that's the thing. Like, Marissa's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this and that Saturday. I'm like, cool, you know, at least we're communicating. And um, I will say that, you know, if, you, if you're with your wife and you feel like you're just going through the motions because you've been together forever, try, try to fucking talk. Like, it's not always easy. Like, but. You're right. Try to talk. Try to grieve it out before it gets, you know. Bad. I was I was this through a bad. bad rough patch. We made it. We're yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's just tough, like you know, and everybody goes through this type of thing, you know, typically, because life is it's hard. That's money, it, man. everything, money, everything, like difficult. But I, I try to be honest, but it's like, oh, I probably overshare. It's probably a fault of mine. But at the same point in time, it's just like I want to be honest with people that support me because I, I I feel like this show. The people I've met on this show and the people in the chat that I haven't met in person yet that I hope I will one day, I feel like it's a family. I've always said that. I've cried on this show. I've laughed. I've said crazy shit. And typically, I don't regret it. You know? I'm just like, yeah. I feel comfortable here. Good. I've, like, So that's why, like, no matter what happens, I'm not just quitting this show. But I, I mean, you know, it'll be here and there and shit. Maybe I'll be on more than ever, but I can't predict that. And I'm not going to be scheduling shows for the weekend and the evenings. I'm going to do shows at three 30, most days of the week going forward. If there's days I can't do, I may have to cancel shows. I apologize for that. It is what it is or chop and Greg or whoever, We'll do the shows that day. But, yeah. And Matt, yeah. This has always been my release. This has been... Like, I'm shy. I grew up shy. You know? I didn't talk. Like... I just love this. Like, I love it. And I You're good. You're it. really, really, really fucking good at it, too. And that's... Speaking to... Your, I, I'm, I, you know... I worked in radio. I saw people that host shows, that do shows like this, and you're really good at it. I just try to be genuine. Mm-hmm. Like, probably too, like, I do it too much. I'd probably be better if I sometimes just shut the fuck up and didn't say what I was thinking. Or I mean, honestly, I think that's what makes the show good is everybody is exactly who they are when they're not on the show. Nobody is on here being a different person than what they are in real life. That's fair. And also, you're a real motherfucker, Dale. Man, that's that's, a, that's why it's like, what? Well, I'm D's today, but it's like, why don't you ever change your name to this or have it? I'm like, I don't know how to be anything other than just who I am. Like, right. Well, you weren't bailing hay in the tenth grade, and somebody called you a fucking uh, a name. No, but I was, yeah. I was bailing hay way before that. And yeah. Just... <laughs> Nobody called you a name when you were bailing hay? It's the country. That's how, I, that's how I got my nickname. But I've always struggled with my weight. Like, up, down, man. You all see pictures of me and be like, God damn, that was skinny as fuck. No, it's kind of, what the fuck? <laughs> now he's fucking fat as fuck again. So, I yeah, I struggle with that. You know, I just, sometimes you eat your feelings too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
But moving on, I I wanted to get that out there. I was gonna get that out all out there Monday, and I just completely broke down right away. So, but next Friday, I'm gonna be traveling to oh Milford, yeah, that's right, Ohio. I'm traveling too. To the Little Miami Brewery. Because Ted Karras and Cincy Hat Matt bringing out bucket hats, bringing out visors. We're going to be at a brewery. We're going to be hanging out with that man right there, Ted Karras. Say something, Ted. Hey, man. Y'all want to come out to Little Miami Brewing? I'm going to have Cincy Hat out there. And we're going to be signing all the signatures that you want. I'm going to stay till everybody leaves. Come out, purchase a hat. The money goes straight to help adults with disabilities like autism and Down syndrome. And we're going to give that money. It's called the Village of Marici. Come out, buy a hat. I will sign anything you want. Bring stuff for me to sign, and I will sign it, and I will stay till the last person gets their stuff signed. Me, my little friend Matt. We're going to be out there selling hats. We got new bucket hats. We got visors. We're going to have maybe some of them new Cincinnati Reds hats. Come out and get some of those. We're going to have so many goddamn hats. It's going to be crazy. Little Miami Brewing on Friday the 21st. Make sure you be there or you be square because my best buddies, my favorite podcast show, Bangles and Brews, is going to be out there celebrating with me. So come on. Woo! Oh, my God. That's fantastic, Ted. I got to go now. Bye-bye. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> that was so great. What I an accent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, when he came on the show, it didn't seem like he talked like that. It didn't have that accent at all. But it, Maybe Ka- he's trying it out. Maybe it's That's, a new thing. <laughs> Ted Kerr's shirt has a little bit of an accent. Yeah, it's the shirt. Like Ted Kerr's shirt. shirt right. has a different access, accent than mm-hmm. that. That's fair. I feel like that's fair. Right. It's hard to get a full, you know, your actual thing, the way you talk onto a shirt. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to. He's trying to keep it all like Cincinnati accent. You know what I mean? But I was hoping you'd go with like, well, if you ain't there, fuck you, fuck <laughs> yeah. you. You know, I was waiting. Yeah. On that. Well, he said, "Hold on, what is she saying?" He's he's talking to me again. Oh, he has something else to say. You gotta come out to Little Miami Brewing or up yours. Fuck you, motherfucker. Right up yours if you don't come out to Little Miami Brewing on the 21st and get that Cincy hat. You heard it here first. If you're not there, you're square. Ted wants you there. Up yours if you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Then we got camp two weeks out. Talked about moving to the five days a week. Still maybe some night shows, blah, blah, blah. The rest of it is just bullshit on my notes. So I'm going to leave it at that. Appreciate you all. Love that you tune in. I, I really do hope to see as many of you that can possibly make it Please. to Little Miami Brewery next Friday because, you know, I'm looking forward to it, getting out, doing something, having fun, maybe have a drink or two, and uh, meet Ted in person. How cool is that? I haven't met it's him in awesome. person yet. Wait till you meet that guy. He's great. I know you've met him like 48 times, Sean. <laughs> yeah, right. You're just like, hey, Ted. And he's like, hey, right. Chop. And then he's I'm driving like, me. Ted! He's driving me to work tonight. <laughs> Well, Darth, it's uh, it's actually an hour and 42-minute drive. I looked it up. Right, you better slow down. That way you so, can make it two hours. So it's not. It will end up being two hours, you know. I'm sure. So. But I love you all. 
Chop's got to wash his dirty balls. I do. I got to go wash. 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 Wash his dirty balls. Love y'all. Um, show Friday. Chop, you got a show yeah, Friday? Yeah, Friday night, 7 p.m. Bangles and brews. Me, Joe, Derek, uh, a bunch of other people. Dale, you know who they Bangalorean, are. Bangalorean, Glenn. Glenn. Uh, Travis Brown. Okay. Maybe Glenn, maybe Joe will go there and make an appearance, but I have no idea. He hasn't responded. So. Hey, and when those two come on here, man, who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Yeah. But I will see you all Monday at 3.30. We'll be Me the too. next time I'm on. So, Me too. Love you all. Hootay. Uh, chop. Sing a song. This is a song.